everyone and welcome back to BAM That's God's Word podcast. Today we are going to be looking at Colossians 2. Yeah, so if you don't have your Bible, go ahead and grab it. If not, um, definitely read over the passage later. Uh, Today we have a pretty great chapter. Yeah, we do. So um, like we ended our Colossians one podcast talking about how it goes right into the first five verses of Colossians 2. Yeah, I just wanted to continue with that. So we left off with Paul um, talking about how the struggle for Christ and just how much even despite like all he's gone through, how much he still cares for the Colossians. And that's what he continues to talk about, right? Going into chapter 2. So with the start of chapter two, um, Paul discusses this idea between these two cities um, where he says, for I want you to know how great a struggle I have for you and those at Laodicea and for all who have not seen me face to face. So these two cities, Colossae and Laodicea, are two very close in contact cities that um, are actually very close to each other on the map, um, if you look at it. But we see here and learn that Paul has not necessarily seen these people and these Christians here face to face, but he's still able to provide ministry to them, um, even though he's not there. And I think that's also like a great idea with how he writes these letters and how he's still reaching out and still searching for people, Mm -hmm. even though he's not with them. Yeah, and then after verse 1, it goes into verse 2 and says that their hearts may be encouraged, being knit together in love to reach all the riches of full assurance of understanding and knowledge of God's mystery, which is Christ. So I just wanted to talk about the beginning of that verse that says that their hearts may be encouraged, being knit together in love. Um, And how it says knit together and just um, where it says may be encouraged to love to reach all the riches of full assurance of understanding and knowledge and just how they want to grow in knowledge of God together Mm -hmm. and how they want to have this fellowship with each other to be knit together and come together. Yeah, I think that was something we touched on in Colossians 1, if you guys have listened to that, about how Paul wanted them to grow in knowledge and, um, again, grow in understanding of who Mm -hmm. Christ is. And I think thinking of Christ as God's mystery is something we don't always think about as Christians or don't always... um, you know, recognize, but, like, when you think about it, like, yeah, like, the Messiah, like, who was gonna come, like, the people in the Old Testament were, like, waiting and waiting for this Messiah, like, who is coming to save, who is coming to save us, who's, um, going to be our Messiah, and I think that's, um, a cool way to think about it, um, and it's so true that, um, and then in verse three, it goes on, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom Mm -hmm. and knowledge that we can find, wisdom and knowledge in Christ alone. Yeah, and then verse 4, he says, I say this in order that no one may delude you with plausible arguments. Um, And this is because some context from our previous uh, episode is that there was false teachings towards the Church of Colossae about um, just certain ideas of faith and such. And this, the purpose of verse four here is that Paul was trying to explain that even though what these teachers may be preaching may sound true in a way, but like I, the override, I, the overall idea is false and not in line to what the Bible says. Mm -hmm. And then going into verse five after that, it 
Paul is talking about how even though he's not with them, he's with them in spirit and rejoicing with them. And that ties back to verse one of chapter two, when we talked about how even though um, he has not seen them face to face, that he still prays for them, that he still loves them and wants to encourage them in that. Yeah, and I think it's just really cool to see um, from chapter one, the part of Paul's ministry to the church, and then the rest of it in chapter two, just seeing how much Paul cares for the Colossians and really for like all the people he's writing to. Because in all of his books, you can see like his passion for them to grow and for them to know who they are, know who Christ is. And I think that's just really cool to see Paul's heart posture Mm -hmm. towards them in his letters and it's just super cool yeah i think that's like a point for application too with our lives of being um even though there's so many believers like around the world and even though we may not be with them but we can also just be praying for them even if we don't know them and i think that's an aspect of like mature faith in the way that paul is wanting the christians at Colossae to like develop and being in depth with relationships with one another yeah Going into the next section, which is alive in Christ. Going right, I'm going to go like right into verses seven and eight. So verse seven, well, I'll go, I'll read six through eight, which says, therefore, as you received Christ the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. And I just wanted to talk about this because so many times it mentions in verse 7, especially rooted and built up in him and established, and how important it is to have strong roots and a good, stable foundation so that again, like he says in verse eight, so that no one takes you captive, mm-hmm. so that you know what you believe, so that you know what you stand for in. And that's even something else that we can take away as an application is being strong and stand firm in what we believe. Mm-hmm. And then like, also with that, like verse six, it's just like, first off, therefore is like one of my, f- therefore and the word, but is like one of my favorite, well, two of my favorite words in the Bible, because there's such like, flowing words and like just connecting words from different passages and therefore it's just like taking what he talked about before um with paul his own ministry to the church um and not being face to face he's saying therefore then with what i've told you before with you having christ you need to walk in him and it's like how can it get more basic than that it's he's telling you walk in step with god walk with the lord and what we do in our actions in our day-to-day lives and like just taking those little steps to be with christ in all that we do yeah and i think it's just a big um application point because like christ makes as christians when we come to christ and accept who he is and what he has done for us like we are made new we have like the old has faded the new has come and we are can now live in who Christ is calling us to be and be alive in Christ. And when you think about it, why would you want to go back to your sinful ways? Why would you want to keep going in sin? Why would you want to keep doing the things that make God grieve and um, hurt others and hurt yourself? Um, it's just like a wake up. Like, yeah, Christ has made me alive. So why would I not walk in step with that? Mm. Um, which I think is definitely a good thing to take away. 
um, for me and for really everyone because we can get so off track sometimes, um, just like stuck in what's going on in our life. But when you think about it, like, no, Christ has made us new. We have a new life and he is in control of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like touching back to verse eight, it says, see to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit, according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world and not according to Christ, where he's con- he's saying this because he's connecting back to the false teachings that were occurring. And we see this as like, uh, like oftentimes when Paul writes, he really focuses on a specific point and you see that throughout his whole letter. And like, he's really trying to, get through to the Colossians saying like, yes, like, I know you just heard this quote unquote truth from these preachers, but it's not true. He's saying he's like, the philosophy from like the world is not according to the philosophy of God. Mm -hmm. And so it's such different, like, uh, opposites that people are given. And I, I think it, this goes to today's day and age of how we are given one thing from the world and then giving a complete opposite from heaven and it's like some people love the worldly things but it's the thing that's going to give pure satisfaction is the things of heaven and of god yeah and that's where again we need to know what our like what we believe and what we stand firm in and that's a solid foundation because going into verse 9 and 10 then it talks about how we are filled with god and his spirit and how and then it talks about how much authority he is in which is what we talked a lot about in colossians 1 is jesus preeminence over everything and having that and that is such a good strong foundation to have and thing to guide us all throughout life and through things that we hear because that is the one thing that will never change and that um god will stay consistent and we have him to rely on and lean on um and then Going on to verse um, 11 and 12, just what I was talking about earlier with how Christ has made us new and our life is different. Um, Verse 12 says, well, I guess I should read 11 first because it starts with that. But it says, in him also you were circumcised with a circumcision made without hands by putting off the body of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. Having been buried with him in baptism in which you were also raised with him through faith in the powerful working of God who raised him from the dead. And just verse 12, like, that's just so powerful because mm-hmm. um, sharing in Christ's death and resurrection, um, like, that's what saved us. And then um, being made new in that. Um, and then the part where it says the powerful working of God. God is powerful. He is mm-hmm. strong and mighty to save. And um, it's just so cool that we can share with that in Christ. Um and it's just something I'm having so much trouble trying to explain because it's like, it's so, so crazy to think about. Yeah. 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 And I think like, that's just what's crazy and so like opening of God and just God himself and like the way that we have the opportunity to love him and just that relationship aspect yes and verses 12 through 14 especially just i want to point out like how life-changing that is like we went from being buried with him and like just buried in our sins even to now being full and alive in christ and just alive with him and the example of um that's where we talk about baptism a lot too being buried with him 
and baptism in which you are also raised with him through faith. So I just like that point and the whole idea of that baptism and where we were and then now we're brought to life in him. Yeah, in verse 14, by canceling the record of debt that stood against us, um, this he set aside, nailing it to the cross. Just yes. Like our debt, everything has been canceled because of what Jesus did. Mm. Like when you picture like all of your sins, everything you've done, and then you picture that um, nailing Jesus to the cross. Mm. That That's what put him up there. It's just like Becca said, so eye-opening. Like, wow, Jesus did mm-hmm. that for me. Like everything I've done, like he mm. took that upon himself. And it's just so, so, so powerful and so crazy and so, like thank you, Jesus, like for doing that. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And how we just like, don't even have to worry about it anymore. Like it's just completely gone. It's not like, you know, this sin is gone, but this isn't just like you were saying, Addie, like it's just completely gone. Yeah. And it's just crazy that this like simple act can be summed up in just like a single verse of like, just how crazy is that? And just, it's just why we love our Lord and why that we want as Christians to keep maturing and keep striving to be more like christ and i think also in verse 15 where it says he disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to open shame by triumphing over them in him and just like first off the first two words he disarmed the rulers he like took away their power and like back then rulers and people in authority were placed with a ton of power because that was more important back then it's still important today, but we see it in different ways. Um, but just the fact that he, as God, took away their authority and was triumphing over them. He was placed in a higher authority because he is, first off, he's very worthy of that authority because of what he did. And then second, it's just like so amazing, like we said, and just, oh, yeah. great. And then the next section goes on to, um, the title is, Let No One Disqualify You. And it's really talking about, like, who cares what others think? Who cares, like, if you're judged this that way, this way or that way? Like, you're serving Jesus. Like, mm-hmm. we just read that, like, he did, he died for us. He put our sin on the cross for us. Like, why would, why would you care what others did and to you or said about you? Because in comparison, nothing is worth, or serving Jesus is worth more than anything. Mm-hmm. And glorifying him is really what it's about. Mm -hmm. verse 19 says and not holding fast to the head from whom the whole body nourished and knit together through its joints and ligaments grows with a growth that is from god and i like that point because it's it's not talking it's not talking about or it is it's talking about how like we should be led by god and how like we're meant like growing in god and how (laughs) um just yeah, we're growing from God, not from like the ideas of this world or not from like what we think, but from what God thinks and what God says and just, um, yeah, that importance. Yeah. And I think like with what Addie said, like, it's not easy. Like, yeah, for sure. It's not easy to go out and be like, yep, love the Lord. He's great. I'm not going to let anyone tell me mm-hmm. nothing. Cause it's like, there's so amounts of pressure and like being surrounded by non-believers that it's just like, yeah, like I struggle with this personally. Like it's so hard to be like, yep, I love Jesus because it's such a shock to our culture because it's not something that's seen often because people are like, yep, this, this world is great. Love it. I get my money. I get my food. I get everything. But then they don't focus on what, like what is to come after because 
it's kind of, it can be scary for some people. And so then with that, it's hard to be like, yeah, like, I don't care about the worldly things. I just care about like God and like serving him. And like, it's not easy. Like, and God never said it was going to be easy. That's the Mm -hmm. thing. He's given us tools and he has equipped us with good works to be able to go through that pain. But it's the path to God is not wide. It's narrow. And it's such a path that takes time and dedication. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And verse 23 says, these have indeed an appearance of wisdom in promoting self-made religion and asceticism and severity to the body, but they are of no value in stopping the indulgence of the flesh. And that again talks about just like how we crave these physical satisfactions. And that's just like what is so worldly, but we need to hold on to our faith and what is not tangible and like what God has for us and just focus on that. And yeah, it's not going to be easy. It's not made to be easy. Um, But yeah, God gives us what we need and we have Jesus and we have hope and yeah. Um, I have like this thought, but verse 20 and 23, it kind of just like discusses um, not needing to follow the old covenant. Um, And like, kind of, it was like touching on to what I was saying before, but it's, it can be hard for some people to do it. And especially this relates more back to then to like the culture um, back then, because they don't have, they didn't at this time have to follow the old covenant. There's a note in my Bible for verse 21 that says, do not handle, do not taste, do not touch. Specific rules, the teacher of the false philosophy insisted the Colossians must obey. So this kind of pertains to what Paul is trying to um, go against. Um, But it says, God does not give these rules under the new covenant. The food a person eats is not important to important in his or her spiritual life. So um, like verse 21 says, uh, like it says, do not handle, do not taste and do not touch. And it's just the fact that the old covenant was not, is now not important compared to the new covenant of which we talked about um previously and alive in Christ and also in our previous episode with the preeminence of Christ and so it's knowing that like the new covenant has come and now we don't have to follow the old covenant and like sometimes that can be hard for some people especially back then because they were so used to being consistent with the old covenant and following all the Mm -hmm. rules and logistics yeah I think that's good what you said um so I was just challenge. I just have an application to challenge you guys with um, about the this last section. Um, like what Becca said, it's so easy to say it, but then not live it. Um, and or what we were talking about with like who cares what people think. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, like that is hard. That is very challenging. Um, so my challenge to you is like. How can you live in simple acts of obedience to Christ? Because when we live in simple acts of obedience and um, choose to um, be generous to this person instead of hold back or um, Mm -hmm. to say something encouraging instead of um, something negative, like living in these simple acts of obedience, like strengthens, um, strengthens you because you're, because of Christ ultimately, because you're serving him. And I think, when you get that in your head of like wanting to serve him and even, and even the little things, like I was saying, simple acts of obedience and simple acts of 
living for him, like, God cares about those things. Like, you don't mm-hmm. have to go and do something big to, like, not care what others think or to um, live in a certain way. Mm-hmm. Like, so, yeah, just think about that and how you can live in simple acts of obedience to um, just care deeply about serving him. And simple acts will, like, show like even in just like the simplest thing like it will show god and who he is and like it says let no one disqualify you and alive in christ is what we talked about and people will see that in you even in just the simple acts and how like those acts can just show so much well they may be small to one person like or to you they may seem small but to someone else it could like make their day like if for example if someone's just having a rough day and you just give them a hug or write them a card or just let them know that you're praying for them. Like it can really just change them and they will just see a different kind of light and love in you and will want to know more of what it is and where it's from. So yeah. And also just keeping another application, just knowing your foundation, keeping a strong base, um, good roots and yeah. Yeah. Um, And just this kind of, makes me think about this just this aspect of um if you're like you're younger and like a kid like we're like teenagers um um first timothy 4 12 says let no one despise you for your youth but set the believers an example in speech and conduct in love and faith and in purity and so like this reading this passage today just made me kind of think about that aspect of like Yes, even though like you're young like god's still giving you a chance to show other believers and I think this also connects to here because we have also been given the chance like of any age and everyone to show even other believers and non-believers our faith and it's important to us. And I think like just finding simple applications for each passage you read, like can change your perspective on your day-to-day lives so much. And you can see yourself if you like say, wake up each morning, yep, I'm reading this passage. Oh, I found one thing that's like saying, oh, be kind to one another. And maybe the next day you read something and it's like, be patient. And if you keep doing that and keep looking at those applications, you can continue to grow in Mm -hmm. step and grow in maturity like Paul is trying to emphasize here. And like, it's so crazy and great how we've been given the bible in general to have these application points to learn and to become more in that statue um of faith yes but it was just great to read um colossians 2 today and we just keep encouraging you to read over what we discussed today to maybe take away your own application or take away something that's important to you yeah so um we have just um if you guys need prayer or anything or want to reach out to us we have an email at bampodcast08 at gmail.com and then instagram and pinterest at bampodcast08 um so we would love if you guys wanted to reach out um with anything we're open to that and yeah thank you guys for sticking with us and reading with us Yeah, thank you so much for listening. Next, we will be back with Colossians 3 and 4 um, in the same episode. We decided to combine them, and then we will be done with Colossians after that. So, yeah, thank you for listening. Oh, and done with Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, and Colossians. And we'll be moving on to our next season. Woo! Okay, yeah. And that's it.